your weekend or week, day, month, whatever it is, will yes. not be complete until you finish listening to this episode of the Beers and Beard. Fuck, what's the name of our podcast? Beers and Beards podcast. Comedy podcast. Comedy slash political slash travel podcast. I'm Gary. That's David. Yeah. College football is what we mostly talk about. And that's when I tell my wife she can fast forward through that part. Do we get it out of the way first so she can... (laughs) She's, she probably yeah, gets right, enough. Skip, skip, skip. She probably gets enough from you anyway. Living with you on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. You like? No, babe, it's okay. You can go out shopping or go hang out with your <laughs> friends all day. Just come back by Sunday. <laughs> we've been I'll come back after for, the Browns uh, get done on Sunday. Yeah, we've been training for a marathon for basically since Nam and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But it's it, we we do our long runs on Saturday morning, so then she comes home and and takes a nap on the couch, and I usually, depending on what time Ohio State plays, so that's nice. Like if, if it's a noon game, I can usually get, I can usually get it in. And she's like, yeah, tier three teams usually play yeah. earlier in the day. Yeah, big noon kickoff. You know, tier, tier one and two <laughs> play at night under the lights. The uh, yeah, was it that was a night game, right? Kentucky and mm-hmm. yeah. So if you listen last week. Gary gave me. Do we bet online? Yeah. Or do we bet on the show? I think we did. You gave me Florida plus and 10. 10 plus 10. Yeah. And you know what they say, Gary? It's not about whether you win or lose, it's about whether you cover. Yep. That's right. And <laughs> Florida kicked a last second Hail Mary <laughs> field goal. <laughs> yeah. But they actually, the, the real spread was that Florida was a te- like a 10 or 11 point favorite. So yeah. you gave me the opposite swing. So even though your team won, they, hey, I'll uh, take the L on that one. Yeah. Just be- it, it, let me, let me be completely transparent. I am not a UK fan unless they're winning. <laughs> That's a lot of people. Uh, I say that because I went to, the Morehead State University. You and Phil Sims. My wife went to the Morehead State University. She, she at 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 MSU football games, basketball games, on campus, where more people wear UK gear than they wear <laughs> Morehead the the actual yeah. college that they're in. I can imagine. And then I, there's like. I give you a full pass to say we when it comes to cheering for Ohio State. You have a degree from there. Yeah. There's motherfuckers with a GED here saying we <laughs> talking about UK. And I'm like, no, there ain't no we. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, so yeah. the fandom so, of UK pisses me off all the yeah. time. So my weekend, I had an interesting experience. So I live in, the, in, in Cincinnati and I have a connection to the University of Cincinnati. My cousin played there. Uh, in the, the late 2000, I think he graduated in 2012, it was a year after me. So 2012. So I have a connection. So I'm a fan of UC, but I didn't go there. And I always say I'm a UC fan unless they're playing Ohio State. And um, I actually had the opportunity to go up to the Cincinnati, go up to, to Nippert Stadium North that they rechristened it <laughs> in South Bend and see Cincinnati whoop up on Notre Dame. Yeah. And I got to tell you, it's it's fun seeing Notre Dame lose in general, but yeah. it's even more 
fun when they clearly came in and they did not take that game seriously at all. Like they didn't even they didn't even start playing until they were down seventeen nothing. Now you know like, how the rest of the country feels when they watch Ohio State. That's that is that feeling. Yeah. Like you're yeah, you're the underdog. Like you're the overrated team year in, year yeah. out, and you just lost <laughs> Indiana. I don't know about overrated. And Ohio State hasn't lost to Indiana in since the seventies. So or it might have been the eighties. But anyway, the I get yeah, I I'm usually at the least in college young. in college on the other side of that. Like right. yeah, like Ohio State doesn't seem to wake up in a game against a team that they they kind of look past unless they're down a couple of scores and you could definitely tell Notre Dame down 17 nothing at halftime and then third quarter they really started to turn it on and the the referee started turning it on for them too <laughs> it was a uh, uh, Notre Dame is not and and I don't I not even gonna oh, say you're that one of those, I, you're one no, of those but I'm not fuck the refs kind of guy well typically so typically in college when you have like a non-conference game the officials from the visiting conference would officiate the game right so if a pac-12 is playing at a big 10 team a pac-12 officiating crew right so that at least seems kind of fair but this was at notre dame notre dame is loosely affiliated with the acc and it was very acc referees yeah they're not that's the thing is i would and if you came for anything other than college football give us about another three minutes and we'll get past it i just want to know the reason notre dame's not in a conference because they don't have to be they don't oh, know they, a trillion yeah. dollars just yeah. for being notre dame and their contract with nbc and whatever you know so and, good on yeah. them and i've i've two different people told me before i went to notre dame stadium everything is about notre dame there and it's true you go in the stadium the every not yeah sort of um, the town of South Bend is tiny. It's probably honestly, without Notre Dame, it would be about the size of like Moorhead. Yeah. <laughs> like it's it's tiny. Um, there's eighty thousand seats in Notre Dame, and that's probably doubles the size of of the town <laughs> yeah. on the weekends. Their population but, triples. Yeah, and not that nice. And I I had been to South Bend three years ago, and it was the, at least around the campus was a lot nicer. They've let it run like even in a couple span of a couple of years, it's gotten pretty bad around the campus. Like it's they they it seems like they don't have the amount of money or they're not using it for upkeep or I don't know what. But um, I mean, the Catholics, they got bigger problems than Notre Dame. To do with their money. Yeah, they. Uh, but yeah, the, it was. And, and I told you, did I say this to you? And so I'm, we're there and we're, you know, we get there a couple hours before the game. And we start tailgating. And I'm like, oh, it's it's gonna rain. Let's go into this bar first, and then we'll go outside and we'll we'll go to one of these. Like UC had some tailgates there, so we go into this bar. Lo and behold, I didn't even realize it, Gary. It's actually a brewery. <laughs> like it's like I have a sixth sense for finding these. Pl- I was like, spotted on the map on my phone. Boom, there we go. Go in like, oh, we actually have our own craft beer that we serve. Um, it was actually an outpost of they didn't make any of the beer there. It's a tap room for a place in Indianapolis, but. Still, I feel like I have like a an innate sense that I can just like go to to breweries Find without brewery even trying. Anywhere. Yeah, without even trying. <laughs> and it was pretty good. Shout out to uh, Danny Boy Draftworks, I think it's called. Oh, definitely called Danny, Danny Boy. Boy. Yeah, and it got the place, so it started downpouring, 
and the place went from being like we were the only ones in there us and like you know five five to ten other people to like you couldn't move in the matter of like 10 seconds and everyone was <laughs> sopping wet and but it was a good time it was really amazing seeing the you see uh faithful traveling up north to notre dame and seeing how much and it's not really a i wouldn't say a fair weather because uc has a pretty like hardcore like you know like a lot of colleges do a hardcore like core fan base that will travel with them anywhere but i would say out of i think there were seventy-seven thousand people probably 10 to 15,000 UC fans there, which was pretty impressive for, for an away game. While you were uh, enjoying some football, mm-hmm. I took a small little 10 hour jaunt <laughs> in a minivan to Dyersville, Iowa. Yeah. What's in Dyersville, Iowa? You may ask. Not nothing. much. There's nothing there except the filming location of Field of Dreams. Which, to be honest, when it comes to <laughs> top 20 sports movies, doesn't make my top 20. Does it make your top 20 Kevin Costner sports movies? It's, um, I would say it's third in <laughs> in his baseball trilogy, probably fourth overall after 10 Cup. Okay. <laughs> 10 Cup, probably number one. Yeah. But let me tell you, I'm not a baseball fan. Right. Not a fan of the movie, but that is a surreal experience. Not a fan of corn. Not not a fan of corn. I do like <laughs> corn. But just like I was with my, my core group of friends that I grew up with, and they were all super into it. And you can't help but get kind of like washed over. Like I, I was into it too. Granted, we probably should have took about two weeks training camp before we went up there. <laughs> should have taken some batting practice. I mean, my hand still hurts. But from catching? We, from trying to just hit dingers. <laughs> Came here to hit dingers and split the... Alert. I didn't yeah. do it. I you didn't hit any dingers? Did you no. hit any out of the infield? Yes. Okay. But nobody hit any out. I take the back. They went to... Bat? They yes, they went to the uh, pitcher's mound and start hitting them out in the corner. <laughs> but so you get there and it's open to the public. Like you don't, they ask for a donation at the gate. But after like five o'clock in the evening, nobody's there. Yeah, you can come and do what you want. And we had the actual house from the movie rented. So there's six guys. We get there about three thirty. There's a wedding there. People are getting married there. Wow. There's teams on the field taking pictures like it's a bustling little spot also there's no ad you can search for there's no advertisement for fit for this like they have they have zero mark yeah marketing it's all word of mouth so we're out in the middle and people just keep coming right so there's like a little league coach and a couple of his players and us we just played with them and that you know it's pretty cool to see the kids there and they were having fun and into it. But after that, it was us, just us. We got to turn the lights on to the field, which was pretty cool. That's cool. Uh, then we got a whole tour and like the history of the, of the spot. And then of course, I don't know if you saw last week, there was a um, press conference where Frank Thomas is actually like a majority shareholder. And they're going to turn the whole 
I think it's a 193 acre farm. They're going to turn into like just a huge baseball complex, but they're going to leave the field of dreams intact. With so. the corn? Are they keeping the corn? The, like, cause there's a corn maze there, right? There was no corn maze. No. Well, okay. I, I thought mean, there was, there's like an area from, so there's a, a field that they, I don't know if it's a different field or what, but major league baseball. Yes. It's just, has, it's yeah. just on the other side. Yeah. So you just you, the only thing, the here's the thing. The only thing left from that game is the foul pole. They took everything with them when they left. Uh, okay, so they set up. Their they set up thing. the. I mean, the field is still the shell of it's still there, but there's no bases. There's you know, there's no dugouts. Yeah. There's no so that, yeah. stands. The field that he actually built on the in the movie is on the other side of the. Is on the other side of the MLB yeah. field. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, I actually. Maybe going to going there next year because you can go to the game there, right? The Cubs and the Reds are playing, and I think it's in August. So might have to make a trek out to the middle of nowhere, Iowa. Yeah, but it was interesting. You you got a lot of cool behind the scenes knowledge, and you know what? Like the guy that owned the house, they brought him a trailer that he stayed in while they filmed the movie, right? <laughs> And they did some additions to the house for the movie. There's like a couple of bay windows there that, that weren't originally in the house. They put central heat and air in, which wasn't there. And this the movie was filmed in 1987. 1987. Really? It was released in 1989. No. And so, but after they left, he his intention was to plant the corn back. You know, they paid him for that, <laughs> yeah. but he was going to live. And it was two weeks after the movie debuted that the first visitor came and he mm. realized like, ah, this is, this means more to people. Like, I'm just going to leave it alone, you know, because I'm going to be honest. The movie's pretty damn corny, <laughs> but it's, everybody, yeah, everybody remembers the last scene, right? Like yeah. that's the, that's the one that gets you in right in the fields. Yeah. There's, and there's two, the movie, is almost like two storylines mm-hmm. together too. So it's based on the book by W.P. Kinsella called Shoeless Joe. Right. That is, Which was going to be the name of the movie. And they're like, uh, yeah. people were like, we love the movie. We hate the name. Yeah. So I've actually tried to find that book and it's really hard to find. We got a free uh, copy. Oh, well, maybe. You and a free copy it. of the DVD. Did Shoeless I mean, Joe sign it? We had one copy for the for all of them, oh. so. <laughs> the birthday so book. yeah but the the book actually talks about you know the chicago black Sox scandal in 1919 right. and the and the team you know cheated and, and whatever and um but the actual movie is that story and he thinks that if you build it then shoeless joe jackson will come but it actually turns out spoiler alert that it's his dad will come to right. play with him so and that's one of the it's the mandela effect right people yeah. think it's if you build it, they will come. But if you build it, he will come. Yeah. So, yeah. So, it's good. I, I spent uh, my birthday in a minivan traveling home. So, you were there on Saturday, right? Yeah. We uh, we spent all day there Saturday. We, we got up into Iowa on Friday. We stayed in Dubuque, which is a nasty little town. Uh, strip clubs there. No, but I, I did 
get the aroma of poverty there. Oh man. Wow. So, but yeah, I turned 41. I couldn't wait to come back here to celebrate the wildcats winning. Like we're in the, we're in the farmhouse watching the game on a phone. <laughs> it was on ESPN, <laughs> but uh, we're watching the game on a phone and I screenshot the score when we were up. Well, I say we see so yeah, it when the uh, Waka Flocka's team was up by 10. <laughs> Ashley, the fighting Ashley Judds. Yeah. And then I, that probably jinxed me. Mm. Well, but here we are and here happy, we are. Happy belated birthday. Also happy belated birthday to, to your offspring. That's he right. Now four. four. He's, he's about to get his uh, temps uh, in a couple of weeks. I think you're about to be four and a half in Kentucky, right? Well, he almost bought some cigarettes today, but <laughs> did you give him a, a note? Send him nah, the he store. Don't it. If he could just say it, I think if he could pronounce it right, it'd be fine. <laughs> Um, what's he smoke Marlboro's? I think he's a Paul mall kind of guy. Okay. Yeah. Well, you gotta make sure he at least does the lights. Oh, you start them off full flavored and then you just take a notch yeah. down later in life. <laughs> well, happy birthday to everybody in the Thomas household and happy early birthday to you. Well, my, we have another show before my birthday. So happy early birthday to your wife. Yes. Her birthday is this weekend. She turns, 22 uh, yes I, she turns a, a year older uh, <laughs> but we're celebrating by running 20 miles on her birthday prepping for this marathon so. i really think you guys need therapy or something about this yeah like i'm not knocking it just but you know if i wasn't gonna win the some bitch i wouldn't i wouldn't enter. <laughs> could win i could win the 65 plus age group i doubt you could <laughs> probably yeah i don't know what do, what goes through your mind when you're running are you one of those like you you click it off one mile at a time like if i just get to the next mile just the next mile are you like yeah listen to a podcast or a book or just you know question yeah. your whole existence as you run i don't know how it works yeah. if i run by myself i usually listen to an audio book um i'm actually listening to anthony bourdain uh, kitchen confidential right now that I almost does, have. Finished. Does he read it? Yes. Spooky. It came, I didn't realize that came out in the nineties. It was like 1999. That's what kind of uh, like he wrote articles first and then it became. Yeah. the book. Um, but yeah, that I, I'm listening to that. I, I just listened to kind of anything and everything. Also, if you want to get a copy of that, go to audible trial.com forward slash beers and beards, get a free, audio book and 30 free days of audible service. You can also listen to this very podcast on audible. Yes. We'll be back in the saddle audio book on the Jeff Bezos train more to come later. Spoiler alert. But yeah, I, so when I run, I, I usually, if I run by myself, I listen to audio books. If I run with a group, which I usually do in my long runs, I don't listen to anything, but I, I do. I know who you don't listen to. Who? Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, clearly. So they announced the. You guys have to follow David on Twitter just because you didn't even respond to the tweet I sent to you. You probably didn't know what it meant. Be humble or sit down. Someone said sit down, and then someone else said you said be humble. I think. Yep. Two different people. This, I, this year's Super Bowl halftime, twenty twenty two, 
coming in hot for actually somebody that like, if they pull this off, it's going to be fire just because any, any fan of like hip hop and rap R and B, this is going to appeal to them, which I feels like a a great majority of people. Mm -hmm. We had a ton of people like, I ain't watching that. That's why I don't watch the NFL. Well, fuck you. You know, (laughs) if you can't appreciate this lineup, are you ready? Yeah. Dr. Dre, he had to do it because he's he's chilling out like $80 million a month in spousal support. <laughs> Snoop Dogg, who turns 60 next week. What? I made that up. He's got to be. <laughs> I was going to see. He's How old do you think he is? Hold on. Hold on. Snoop. Let's guess. Hold D-O-W-G. on. Before you. I'm going to say. He's 55. 50. Oh, he's 55. All right. What no, he's he 49. Is? I is said he? 50. He's 49. He's about to turn 50 in October 20th. So he's not, you're almost there. Yeah. So he's six foot four. You've got to read Snoop Dogg's bio. Yeah. Um, Eminem. Yep. Good to see the recluse come out. Mary J. Blige. And Kendrick Lamar. And, and David tweets out, I don't even know who Kendrick Lamar is or some <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> I'm like, what now for granted, if you grew up in the nineties, early two thousands, you know, the, the, the starting line, all the other ones. Yeah. Kendrick Lamar is, you know, I think he's from Inglewood or Compton or something like, something like that. I said, Googling who Kendrick Lamar is. He, um, picked up where they left off and, you know, we just did, you know, we had the great debate over, Kanye West and Drake, the rumor was Kendrick was going to drop an album at the same time. Mm. But his last album was, I think, 2017. Yeah. In my defense, I, I knew the name and I knew his songs. I just didn't know. You thought he played for the Knicks. Yeah. (laughs) It's like Kendrick Lamar. Is he uh, related to Patrick Ewing? Is that Lamar Odom's son? Yeah. But I feel like that, yeah, it's definitely late '90s, early 2000s hip hop and R&B, and then I think he's more recent, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, but he's done collabs with I think most All of, of these people. And the the thing I like about this is it's a bunch of people. It's a bunch of really big names, and they've all worked together before and clearly have yeah chemistry. So you know it's going to be, I think it's going to be awesome. And um. I like that. So that this all came about because Jay Z, Rock Nation is doing the halftime. Like he's like lining up the halftime show now. There you go. So the big um, question though, Gary. Yeah. During halftime, will you drink a Pepsi? A real Pepsi? Show? Yes. You know I'm Team Pepsi, but not pro- probably <laughs> drink Diet Mountain Dew, okay. which is, you know, that's a Pepsi product. Yeah, I think that's acceptable. Do you like Pepsi? Do you think Pepsi sales spike the day after the Super Bowl? Just because it's like not anymore. Oh man, uh, what's it? What's the guy? Uh, the weekend got me. He made me really thirsty for a Pepsi. Walking through all those mirror houses. I tell you, you made me thirsty. Whatever. You want to go back? You want, you want me to make age myself? Yeah. Cindy Crawford made me want to drink a Pepsi. Yeah. Google her. Googling who's in the Google because I know a lot of people won't know who she is. Um, yeah. So, but 
we've uh, we've exhausted almost half the show without taking a drop of libations. So uh, before we get into some bourbon news, I'm going to drink some bourbon brought to you by Beard Octane. Go to beardoctane.com. Use promo code BEERSBEARDS10. Save 10% off on all their great products. And, um, you know, give us a little love. Give us a little love. This yeah. week, earlier this year, David, I went to the big city of Nashville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Home of your favorite artist, Kid Rock. Yep. Miranda Lambert. Garth Brooks. Uh, Garth Brooks. Grand Ole Opry. Sure, the Ryman Auditorium, all that. Mr. Wynn from Hey Arnold is now residing there. While I was there, I saw a sign, and I think I even texted you this, the Bell Mead Distillery is there. Now, Bell Mead is a brand. This is one of those things where it was around pre-Prohibition, but then it gets shut down during Prohibition. But what's the cool thing to do? You resurrect these old brands. I don't know exactly when this was resurrected. Let me see if it says... It does not say, uh, but it was shut down during prohibition. It was, uh, Charles Nelson's Greenbrier distillery. Uh, they brought it back in Nashville. This is a 90 proof bourbon made in Tennessee. I told David that it is a, uh, already a half a bottle deduction just because it's from Tennessee. Yeah. Let's see how this goes. Ooh, nice pop on the cork. It did. So this was, this was hard to get into. It's packaging was nice. Mm. Give, how many glugs? Ooh. That's a, that was a five or six glugger. <laughs> that had a lot of glugs before <laughs> you got into the, into the glass. Well, I don't, I feel like you've got like a, 16 ounce glass of <laughs> yeah no i don't i have i got about two fingers and this is yeah two solids for reference we can't well, this is we actually can't see each other this week so yeah actually for this hold on normally we can i've got see oh there you go i got this is just from the webcam oh god my, f- my face looks really fat bell mead it's got two see, I use a webcam. yeah but yours is way better Oh. See, mine, like, mine's even got latency. Like, I can't even. Mine's a 120p. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so, here we go. On the nose. Ooh, David, this is has a sweet smell to it. Mm-hmm. Which I don't believe in, but I'm going to say that on the nose. I, I believe it can be sweet on the nose, but I don't ever think you're going to have a sweet bourbon on the palate. I remember one time somebody told me Southern Comfort was sweet. <laughs> So I took a big chug. I was like, this is not fucking sweet at all. If you had a, what do people, don't people add Mountain Dew to that? Like cherry limeade. Or cherry limeade. Yeah. (laughs) Something like that. It says it's a six to eight year old bourbon. It doesn't nail down Mm -hmm. the, uh, the actual age. So it's not seven, six to eight. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's high rye. And I can, I definitely pick that up in the nose. You know I'm not a huge dry fan, so one double gold at the 2015 San Francisco World Spirits Competition. It's a down year. Yeah. <laughs> all right, here we go. One time for all you baby mamas. Mm-mm. 
Nope, you'd love this. <laughs> Ooh. Yep. <clears throat> Let me just tell you though. <laughs> before my trip to Iowa. Yeah. We drank a bottle of uh, E.H. Taylor. A whole bottle. The whole thing. But wait, before the trip? Before the trip. I mean, the night before, we didn't drink while we were in yeah. the car or anything. But Thursday, we stayed at my buddy's house on Thursday. Oh, gotcha. Uh, okay. Felt, felt pretty good. I uh, I didn't drink a lot of the E.H. Taylor. I went for the... Uh, I had gotten him for his birthday a handle. Actually, the one that I bought off you uh, of... Well, or green label. That's what I, yeah. that's what I drank on. That's a good, good selection. And I talked to, I don't even remember what this tastes like now. <laughs> <laughs> One more time. So I can give you the, I want to give you right. the bet. Listen, I went back yeah. and listened to the last episode. I got to apologize to that blogger. I feel like <laughs> I went too hard. She may in her brain she did, think yeah. she tastes all that, but, uh, she did send us a letter actually. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, Man, the nose is good though. It's just it's very it's it is high rye, and that's yeah. not my forte. Spicy, yes. On the, you know when it's, when it's not as spicy on the finish as it is on the palate, I can handle that. I can handle that burn at the end. I don't like it on my tongue. Yeah. Yeah, that one's no better. <laughs> It's not bad. It's, uh, I'm gonna say it's not bad. What's it's the not going my rate for. Uh, I don't even know what. Well, listen, I, I it. Well, this was, um, I think, forty bucks, something like that. Hmm. If you're a rye person, this is your bourbon. This you will like this. The finish isn't bad, but the the whole the whole transaction is just a little too much for me. Does that make sense? Yeah. You don't like the overall. I don't like the, yeah. It's mouth, just overall, it's just too, I mean, I would not mix this bourbon. It's too good of a bourbon to mix. This is a, uh, this is a two and a half barrel, two and a half bottle. All right. So if it wasn't Tennessee, it would be three. Um, no, <laughs> no, it's middle of your old bourbon. All right. What do you think? I mean, you're like rye though, don't you? Yeah. I haven't, I didn't taste it. I don't think I've ever had bell mead. So I'll have to give it a, I'll get a a whirl. Take a a glug. One glug, please. While we're on the topic of bourbon before David drinks his tasty beverage. um, We've all talked about how much bourbon Kentucky produces Mm -hmm. and they produce that much because they sell that much. That's just how it is. Supply and demand. Kentucky yeah. bourbon producers filled 2.5 million barrels of bourbon last year, the most ever. It's the third straight year with over 2 million barrels. Yeah. Uh, and for the first time in the modern era of American whiskey, Kentucky has 10 million barrels of bourbon aging in distillery warehouses. Um, for reference, there's 4.5 million people in Kentucky. And we have 10.3 million barrels of matrain bourbon, according to the latest figures. Yeah. And the uh, reason we know that is because they got to pay taxes on it. Yeah. There's currently a 5.1 billion, that's with a B, yep. of expansion efforts underway at the distillers in Kentucky. I think we've talked about Buffalo Trace's uh, expansion. 
Yeah. Maker's Mark has a has a big expansion. It's all new riff, even you know, one of the yeah. quote unquote smaller places. I think they're doing a that's deal. what this tastes like. Three this tastes like new, this tastes like a, a little tamer new riff. Hmm. So because I had the I had that new riff like straight bourbon and I liked it a lot yeah. when, a couple weeks ago. But we had um, the uh the uh premium barrel. edition barrel proof. Yeah. They were like one thirteen and one fifteen. You could start your grill with it. <laughs> yeah, and we tried not only one but two of them. So yeah. yeah, I couldn't tell really tell the difference in either one, but it was pretty. It was fun. But so, and listen, if you are a fan of this podcast, or if your cousin makes you, however you found us, you've <laughs> heard us talk about. Yeah, <laughs> your cousins don't. You don't have older cousins that bully you. Yeah, and to, you listen to this podcast. You right now. sit down and listen I'm give to this you a right nugget. now. Alexa, play Beers and Beards on repeat <laughs> until he can start quoting this podcast. Yeah, until he knows National but the, by heart. The institution of bourbon is being used. I mean, you see the economic investment in, just in Kentucky. Um, mm-hmm. We've talked about the celebrities that have got involved. They're all throwing their name in the hat. Most recently, we talked about Peyton Manning. We've talked about how cities are using bourbon raffles to raise money for parks and roads and like. Right. I just I saw. Know. Yeah. I just saw our good friends at um, Prohibition Bourbon Bar mm-hmm. in Northern Kentucky in Newport did a raffle of it was a bunch of Weller products. And they raised for SAP, Stray Animal Adoption Program, uh, like $18,000 and a bourbon raffle for um, just all Weller products or all uh, Buffalo Trace. It was like, a, I think they called it Barrel of Buffalo Trace. So they had Weller and, or Buffalo Trace. Did you see that there will not be any George T. Stag in 2021? Really? Because the 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 um fifteen I guess the fifteen year the the barrels that they filled in two thousand six did not live up to the standard. So no George T. Stag, which is all George T. Stag fifteen years. I don't know. There's a Stag Junior too, right? Yeah, that's like the younger. Obviously, <laughs> that's the little. That's the that's, that's a little baby little one. Yeah. Interesting. But yeah, I think I need a drink. You I've already deserve, been drinking. After yeah. running a 5K today, you yeah, deserve a miles. drink. 5,000 miles. Um, so Wait, this you week, ran, did you run a 5K or five miles? Five miles. How's five miles going to help you when you've got to run 24 miles in two weeks? That's, well, I got to run 24 and then another 2.2. 2. So it's 20, uh, marathon's 26, 26 miles? Yeah, 26.2. Do you know how mar- well do you know how marathon became twenty six point two miles? Probably somebody in a mental institution <laughs> running from the cops. The original marathon was twenty five miles because it was in uh, some dude ran from somewhere in Greece to another place in Greece and it was exactly twenty five miles, and then he died right after he did it. To, he had to relay some message, but in the they decided to have a marathon in the Olympics in the I think it was early nineteen hundreds. But they actually wanted to start the marathon at Windsor Castle, 
And they said, well, that would add another 1.2 miles on to the race. And they, and the, I'm sure the queen was like, well, I guess that's, that's what's going to happen. So <laughs> that's what they did. So since the early 1900s, marathon has been 26.2. That's you know your history what? lesson for the day. Fuck a marathon. But uh, today, our beer, Gary, if you follow us on Instagram, mm-hmm. you saw I ordered Rivalry Brews. I we saw, are I, I did, so I didn't know how they packaged it, right? Like, I, yeah. don't, I wasn't familiar. Then I saw that. I was like, that's pretty smart. The packaging. Well, so, yeah, we got to talk about the packaging first. But so I ordered it Monday. We're on Wednesday. I got it yesterday in the afternoon. That's Adam crazy. Bring it to you or did you, yeah, you he just... dropped it off. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you're on his route now. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, I was going to stop and drop off some beer for him. So, Is, Are we yeah, about the... ready to give another one away? We are, and I think we're going to do it a different way. We have maybe some supporters. We'll, we'll talk about that. But Oh, yeah, I need to get on that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so the, the packaging is awesome it's it's a bot like a cardboard box and then it actually has like it's fully uh, like no styrofoam no nothing fully um what do they call it biodegradable <laughs> biodegradable it's cardboard so it's they have a cardboard at the bottom that the beer stick in and then cardboard that goes on top of it that fits perfectly over the beer cans and uh it's great it's uh, environmentally friendly is the is the term. And yeah, the, the packaging comes. It's awesome. Your beer is not destroyed. Your beer is not anything. It's perfect. And I posted the beers that I got. I'm going to be showing, showing them off probably this weekend. Uh, we use code MMA McKinney for 10% off. They've got so many great beers. They've got a bunch of great fall beers. I've got a great fall beer tonight. Gary. So I'm actually running this weekend, 20 miles starting at 50 West brewery. And we had a beer from 50 West, like probably a month ago, but I was so excited for this beer to actually, this is the first time they put it in cans. And so a lot of breweries typically, you know, if they have a beer that they might say, Hey, you know, this is a great beer, but it's not a style that necessarily sells well, like, you know, things that sell well, IPAs, sours, lagers usually sell pretty well. Um, you know, stouts, barrel aged stouts, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, what's tough to sell in cans and packaging. What's that? A scotch ale. Cause I've never so, heard of it. Yeah. So it's a, basically it's a scotch some, in it. No, it's a scotch style ale. So what's it's a like scotch a high, egg? scotch egg. Is that a real thing? Carry on. I'll look that up while you talk. Okay. But yeah. So scotch ale is like a, a higher ABV, like multi beer, similar to like a brown ale. Um, and the but it's it's a nice dark beer it's this time of year as we get into the colder months this is a beer that you're going to be when you sit outside like i got a nice patio gary and i like to sit outside you sometimes do? it'll be in i'm the, jealous say like it'll be like 40 45 degrees but i want to sit outside to get a nice fire going this is the beer that's, like that's cigar that. smoking weather yes we need to incorporate that into this podcast so gary the can for this this beer is called going plaid got your plaid ready you see for the the summer it's got the plaid on there for 50 west going plaid scotch ale and i love the packaging because a it says the name of the beer and b it says the style of beer on the front you don't have to mm-hmm. you don't have to you can immediately 
like you think that those would be things that would be important in beer um, in packaging, but so many places I go into the beer store, my beer store root seller, shout out to them. And I'm looking at cans and I'm like, I don't even know what this is. Like, I don't even know what brewery it is. It's just a can. It looks, you know, they got some crazy design on it. And I'm like, yeah, the can looks cool, but I don't know what it is. I'm not going to buy it if I don't know what style it is. Um, but anyway, this 8% alcohol by volume. So it'll warm you up a little bit. Um, 50 West Brewery right here in Cincinnati, Ohio. This is, again, they've had this beer since they started in like 20, I don't know, 2014. And they've, this is the first time they've ever canned it. So shout out to them. Cheers. I'm going to give it a sip. As you can see, already half of it's gone. I, I uh, started a little early. But it's got that perfect malty sweetness. Almost like a, like a, um, like a, the barrel. Like, you know how you get that, like, undertone of, like, the woodiness of, from the barrel and bourbon? Mm-hmm. You almost get that, but it's not barrel aged. This is, I think they do a barrel aged version of this. Um, of a Scotch ale? Yes. Um, of this specific beer. Um, specific This is not beer. the, yeah, the specific beer. You can get it at all your local pizzeries. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> it's the, a joke. yeah, so you can get it at all, all your local uh, establishments if you're in Cincinnati. Um, but it's, it's sweet, but not overly sweet. It, this really is sweet. Um, it's got a tiny little bit of spice, but like, if you like those multi beers, like you like Garrett, like you like multi beers, not heavy on the hops. Right. I think the eight, the IBUs, which is the hop, like the bitterness is that pretty low. I don't think it says on, yeah. I don't think it says on here, but, um, and I got some wild allergies going on right now. Um, the weather has been crazy. You're allergic to the scotch. I found yes. out what a scotch egg was. What is it? A scotch egg is a boiled egg wrapped in sausage meat, coated in breadcrumbs, and baked or deep fried. I want that. I do want that, too. (laughs) (laughs) This would go good with that. This would go good with, like... That's what a scotch ale should taste like. Yeah. This would go good with, like, some deep fried food, like, some some chili. This would be a... Maybe if you put, like... If you do, like... uh, I know it's getting out of brat season, but if you do a a beer brat... Is there a a brat season? Is this summer brought like summer, you? like summer grilling? I don't know. I, t- I need to take a brought in year, any time of the year. <laughs> but this would be a good beer beer to do beer brats in. A lot of people like lagers. I like more malty beers to do beer brats. So this would work really well. Yeah. But you listen, you're nice all caramel. I will say color. this: David is always spot on with his beer recommendations. If he knows what you like, he's going to point you to something that's that's probably not terrible or. I'm going to troll you. He's going to catfish you and give you something nasty. <laughs> we were at, I, I'm going to post the picture, but we were at, um, I went to to uh, South Bend with, with my buddy Phil. And we went to um, the second, we went to a, a couple of breweries, of course. We went to one called Two Toms. And it came recommended from the first Tom place Toms. that we, yes. And <laughs> he orders a beer. It's like a, uh, I forget what it was, lime marshmallow something sour and it comes oh on it's God. bright green i'm like what the hell did you order you just so, ordered the hulk's piss yes hulk piss that would be a great name for that beer it was uh now i gotta remember what it's called but it was funny 
Um, but yeah, that was a, a good brewery. I hit up a couple of breweries. Check out Brewery Adventures as I'm posting, catching up on all the breweries that I went to um, on Instagram. And uh, yeah, you know what? You know where I haven't been to, Gary? Been to 363 breweries. Where have you not been? A seltzer. 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 Seltzery. Let me tell you about my friend on this trip. Yeah. He went through four 12 packs of Corona (laughs) seltzers in less than 24 hours. True story. What? Yep. 48. Yep. Well, they're only 100 calories each. That's only. It's it's what he kept saying. They're low carb. (laughs) They're low carb. (laughs) (laughs) So it's only. Hold on, that's what, 4,800 4, calories, right? We get drinking. We're supposed to pick him up at the airport, but we're drunk. So we tell him to Uber. He comes in, makes the Uber stop <laughs> at the liquor store. He comes in with packing two handfuls, or he has a 12-pack a in each hand of Corona. We stop at the first gas station we stop at. He gets a 12-pack of Mike's Hard. And then oh, when we get to Dubuque, he gets another 12-pack of <laughs> <laughs> Well, like, man, you really, really dedicated. But you know what? He's a better man than <laughs> I wouldn't. I would never say that. Uh, <laughs> you you put this out here, yeah, uh, in the production meeting here, and this has yeah. intrigued me. Uh, could fruity alcohol pouches be the next big thing in the alcohol industry? Yeah, and the, this company is Sun Nice. Sun Ice. Is this like Sun a slushy? I think it is. It kind of sounds like it looks nice. like a colostomy like, bag, to be honest. Yeah, it's supposed to be like an adult version of a Capri Sun. And I'm counting down until the FDA or whoever regulates that stuff says you can't make yes. it like kids' pouches. Yeah. It says uh, <laughs> a pou- pouch package alcoholic beverage brand for a generation of legal drinking age consumers who grew up on Capri Sun pouches. Kool-Aid jammers and high C juice boxes. And uh yeah, I don't uh I don't see them let me tell you, I have a four year old. Yeah. He would drink that. If he saw oh, that, he would open it. and drink it. Yeah. You know, like if that's in the fridge. Yeah. Like I'm gonna go get me a cold one. But he he was he's meaning a cold, like you know, Capri Sun. Okay. Let me get this cold. <laughs> what's the what's the show on? It's a mango lychee pouch. Yeah, and I'm trying to figure out what the ABV on these bad boys is. Are, are they real? Like, are these? It's in, real. Yeah. I mean, are they so, out? Um, yeah, I think it's real. I mean, can, are they out? Can you buy them right now? Oh, um, where to buy? Let's see. Oh, coming soon. So they're not out yet. Yeah. But if this says five percent alcohol by volume, here's what they've got. They've got triple tropic twist. So it's guava, berry, and lime. Gross. They got the mango. Le- I think it's pronounced lychee. Two succulent fruits. One beach blanket. They got the passion tiki eclipse. That sounds delicious. A passion fruit lime tropical thrill ride. <laughs> and uh, watermelon or margarita smash. Um, so I don't. Lychee. Yeah. What so I don't it? know lychee. Same shit. I don't know if. Um, do they come with like the straw? They better. They better <laughs> come with the fucking straw. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm. I'm. We'll. Uh, we'll. We'll check back in when when we see these because I know I go to two different places that would definitely carry them if 
if they're available here locally or if I see them anywhere, I'll grab one. Um, I grabbed, uh, I was at again, um, root cellar. I grabbed some smooge. I got, I got smooge all over me. Um, but smooge is like a, uh, what do they call it? A, um, it's a seltzer, seltzer, but it's a, uh, I forget what the term is, but it's, it's like a, um, it's like sweetened. It's like a, uh, hold on. Hard seltzer smoothie. So they've got, I got a pina colada and a, a strawberry banana. So I'm going to, I'm going to have my review on those. Not on the show. Cause I drink real, real beer on the show, but yeah. But did you see Gary? So, so we're on the, the truly seltzer uh, bandwagon, right? On the, Wait, on we that. are. Yeah. No, we're on the, uh, on the, um, that whatever so in los angeles <laughs> wait wait, wait. Not, i want to know what we're on <laughs> on that train of thought oh yeah yeah so we're, we're getting sucked in by the algorithm that is yeah. sent, like i do get seltzer shit daily yeah so um i don't even know what i was gonna say but anyway the the uh in the, the city of los angeles california gary they're opening up a truly hard seltzer tap room with 12 new flavors on tap of truly first brick and mortar location. And you knew this was coming, right? You've got breweries. It's a cool thing to go to places. But truly LA open in 2022. A lot of hard seltzer fans to taste exclusive new flavors from 12 taps, drink cl- truly cocktails and enjoy some snacks. 8,000 square foot indoor outdoor tap room will be able to hold up to 350 people. And they announced Gary, which my wife already asked for this. So mm-hmm. uh, her birthday is this weekend. So mm-hmm. she wants to go. They announced a 12 count holiday party pack with four cocktail inspired flavors of truly. Tell me which of these four you're, you're in for. All right. Okay. Crayon orange sparkler. Nope. Pomegranate ginger fizz. Nope. Holiday sangria style. Probably. And spiked apple spice. Uh, I could probably do spiked apple spice. So if there's if if you go to a party and you really want to drink and that's all that's in there. I would cool. I would I would rather drink. Uh, listen, I I'll be honest. I drank about half of a Corona seltzer and I was like, this is just not doing it, man. <laughs> Like I, I still haven't. Yeah. It made it made me want to drink a craft beer, like, I'm like <laughs> to wash it down. Fucking, yeah, like that this tastes gross. <laughs> it's just I, I'm not into the dryness, like the. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm just old. I don't, you know, I, I don't want to try we new are things. Old. Yeah, we are old. Dance, man, bitch, you ain't old. We. We yeah, me yeah. and the uh, Philadelphia <laughs> Eagle fan base. Also, fuck the Eagles. I don't care if they win another game this season. Jalen Hurts is garbage. Yeah, I could have told you that. Well, I'm sure you've said that somewhere on Twitter if I was to scroll through there. <laughs> you should trade it for uh, Matthew Stafford. Or uh, I think Donovan McNabb is, for, is a free agent. <sighs> I can only have him and T.O. back. 
I just watched an interview where T.O. did like he signs this new contract with the Cowboys. They go to din- they go to dinner like two months later, and Jerry Jones cuts him at dinner. <laughs> uh, good times. But listen, we know what you guys came here for. You don't care so much about our bourbon experience or the beer that we recommend. Mm-mm. You want to know what kind of jams we're putting in your ear, and we can put those in your ear. Yeah. If you go to get amazonmusic.com forward slash beers and beards, get the complete library of this podcast, all your favorite songs, more podcasts, other podcasts, and songs you don't want to listen to, but you get to pick them out. You can also say, Alexa, play Bare Naked Ladies, and it's going to play Bare Naked Ladies. Yeah. So this week, I, I mean, it was obvious I had to find a song for David um, just to get him into it, which I, I felt like when he denied knowing who Kendrick Lamar was, that he would at least know their songs, right? Well, yeah. was that accurate there? Um, because when you're in the MMA scene like we were, most of the popular songs hit somebody's walkout at some point. Yeah. Um, but on the uh, Damn album by Kendrick Lamar back in 2017, this was the smash hit of the year. I think it won two Beers and Beards Awards. Not, I can't remember that far yeah. back. But uh, this is Kendrick Lamar and Humble. Nobody pray for me. It's been a day for me. Yeah, yeah. I remember syrup sandwiches and crime allowances. But this a nigga with some counterfeits. But now I'm counting this. Parmesan with my accountant lips. In fact, I'm down in this. You say with my boo, they taste like Kool-Aid for the analyst. Girl, I can buy a Westy girl with my face stuff. Ooh, that pussy good. Won't you sit it? On my taste buds. I get way too bendy. You don't know any of these words, do you? No. I mean, I heard this. I know the syrup sandwich part. AM to the PM, PM to the AM phone. My left stroke just went viral. Got a great beat. It does. Soprano C, we like to keep it on the high note. It's levels to it, you and I know. Bitch, be humble. Sit down. Be humble. Sit down. Are I guess humble? that's a B word. Yes, uh-huh. I've been. I was. I was sitting down. So yeah, I'm a fan. Uh, our boy Cody Garber used DNA as a walkout song from Kendrick no. Lamar. You, you, uh, I'm sure you heard. You, <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure I, I would know oh, it. God, you're so white. I know. <laughs> Oh gosh! So tell me about why you picked this song. I well, feel like this wasn't on on any of your playlists. I feel like the headliner of the Super Bowl halftime show is is Mary J. Blige, and her best song, or definitely her most popular song, but the one that everybody knows, and it's still, I think, is a banger. This came on the nineties, I think, right? right? Mm-hmm. Um. And honestly, I'm not, and I've said this before and I sound sexist every time I say it. I usually don't listen to a lot of songs with female singers, but I love Mary J. Blige. 
and I love this song. It's called Family Affair. I mean, the opening beat of that is probably the best. One of the best hip-hop songs I've ever heard. First single off of her album, No More Drama. The song was produced by. Hey, Dr. Dre. Who's the producer by By Dr. Dre himself. Mary J is in the spot tonight, and I'ma make you feel alright. Make you feel alright. Come on, baby, just party with me. Let it loose and set your body free. Leave your situation. That's the thing I love about halftime show is you got like Dr. Dre is like the wizard of producing. I know he produced Eminem. I know he produced Mary mm-hmm. J. Blige. I know he produced Snoop Dogg. He found Snoop and Eminem. Yeah. Can, I mean, that was like when the when NWA started breaking up and Dr. Dre wanted to be a producer, that was like Snoop was one of the first people that he basically found. So. Have you, uh, were you a Sopranos fan? It's a rap history lesson for the day. There you go. Uh, no, but I, so people are i'm a millennial gary i don't know if you knew that or not i've um, heard i've heard that millennials are starting to rewatch mm-hmm. the sopranos mm-hmm. i have not started yet i feel like that's a commitment like you got to be because how many seasons is there 100 nine okay that's Maybe. not too bad uh it has they're a long, very they're weird probably ending. long yeah yeah i know the ending though so that's yeah but do you know the beginning no then you should start with the many saints of Newark just released on HBO max and in theaters. It's got a special role from our boy, uncle Joey Diaz. Really? So what, what got me on this Sopranos kick was this movie just because I did watch the Sopranos. I like, I love that mafia gangster type stuff. Mm-hmm. And Tony Soprano was such an interesting character. Like he's having spoiler alert. Like he goes through a spell where he's having panic attacks and he's seen a psychiatrist and like, right. He's got issues with his mom and his uncle and like, and plus all the, the drama of just being a mafia guy. Um, unfortunately, James Gandolfini passed away after this, after the Sopranos run was over, but Michael Gandolfini, his son, who was just a wee little baby when the Sopranos started, actually plays Tony Soprano in the many saints of Newark. And I got to say fucking tremendous kills it. Uh, and it's a, and you get the story of how Tony became Tony, like without too many spoilers, Tony Soprano 17 in the movie. Uh, he has aspirations of going to college and then, um, his uncle Dickie gets him into the, into the family business. Yeah. See, I feel like, uh, Sopranos was just like slightly before my like I was definitely aware of it, but I was I was a kid when it was not something I was. And it's what into. really put HBO on the map on the map. Yeah, and I know that like Vince Gilligan, who created Breaking Bad, was really influenced by um, 
the Sopranos. Like that was the first like big character study kind of like anti-hero yeah. show that people really started to say like, yeah, oh, there's, like, I mean, you can't like Tony Soprano as a person. Yeah. Like the, the main character doesn't have to be this like, you know, happy go lucky. Good guy can be like yeah. this crazy badass that also you see like his weaknesses and strengths and he's human. And yeah. 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 So maybe so, I'll start to watch it. I'll watch, uh, I'll watch all nine seasons um, and I'll get back to you next week. Okay. Well, can you get back to me by Friday? <laughs> yeah, I do feel like I, I, and I feel like that would. I feel like you would like it because it's very well done. Yeah. But the the shitter is, so the Sopranos was supposed to be a comedy, and you and you can kind of see that in the in the beginning, early parts of the first season. But it it worked better as the as a drama. Hmm. Okay. Kind of like well, this podcast. We were supposed to be like an informative news podcast and we're comedy now. Yeah. Comedy. Slash we yeah, we got to change our, our current uh, events classification. Slash. Yeah. We got to right. put in our title last week. We were a comedy podcast. <laughs> so thank you to all the news fans that are, are in uh, listening here for a comedy podcast. Hopefully we, this was not as, as comedy forward. This was a, a pretty heavy news week. This is, we were very informational this week. And I like that yeah. because to be honest, the stuff that we talk about interests me, right? Like that's why. Well, yeah, I mean, that's our works. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so it wouldn't be like if you, if you were talking today in the news morning. on the east side of Cincinnati, two pedestrians yeah. were hit by the garbage truck. Yeah, let's David over to you for sports. <laughs> let's talk about something we're not interested in. Yeah, <laughs> let's talk. Yeah, this is a bachelorette podcast. <laughs> Or uh, what's ba- uh, uh, Bachelor in Paradise? You know, they asked me to do that show, and yeah, I can do it. But if you made it all the way here, here, here's your affirmation: we love you. Yes, we thank you. We appreciate everybody that tunes in, sends us messages on Instagram and Facebook, and we're gonna have a little something special coming for you in the not too distant future. We are going to get together and do a podcast. Mm-hmm. We might do a live show, like a stream sooner or later. I've, I was playing around with a bunch of shit today. My camera don't work. My other shit didn't work. Like <laughs> he broke it, but I feel I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be vulnerable here, David. Like I could do better with this podcast. I could be more like you. I feel like you're spot on with your stuff. And sometimes I'm just winging it. That's, I mean, I, I think that makes a good team. Well, and I would I like to like have some material. Some, you bring material to the show. I appreciate that. I, I mostly I'm on a drought for good bourbon. If y'all got some bourbon recommendations, hit <laughs> yeah. us up. Go to MMA some easily some easily yeah. easily uh, purchasable, whether it be at Costco or Kroger or the liquor store, like something that I don't have to you know cash out Harlan's college fund, <laughs> which is zero right now. Yeah. Um, I have some good bourbon for you, but I need to get it to you. So yeah, we have a whole drinking show. Yeah, we have. A, this Mike, is our. This is our not drinking show. Yeah. No, I mean we're going to drink lots of bourbon one show, and yeah, it's just gonna, we'll have to, that have to be like it might go in a little special section of the. We'll see. <laughs> that will be X-rated. Yeah. That'll but, be a bonus episode, maybe for our special fans. <laughs> dare we say our only fans yes our no. only fan 
singular. All right. That means you know where we're at. We're being played out. We are on uh, all the social medias. We are on Twitter at G- at Gary Thomas MMA. That's MMA McKinney. Available on all podcast platforms, including Verbal. Didn't know that was a thing. I just got a thing saying claim your station, so we're on Verbal. We are uh, the third must listen to podcast on that. They only got four podcasts. Till next week. Stay thirsty, my friends. And before me digging a bitch, I have to find a contraceptive. You never know she could be earning her man and learning her man. And at the same time, burning her man. Now you know I ain't with that shit, Lieutenant. Ain't no pussy good enough to give her while I'm offended. Yeah. And that's real up and real deal. Holy feel. And now you look up and hold know how I feel.